0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord pronounces judgment on the nations of Ammon, Moab, Edom, and Philistia, because they hated Israel and rejoiced over her destruction. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 25. On simply the Bible.
0: Is God really sovereign over the nations of the world? Well, that's easy for us to answer today, but in Ezekiel's day, each of the nations worshiped their own deities. When Yahweh gave Israel over to their enemies because of her sins, the other nations concluded that their gods had defeated the one God of Israel. But the Lord is concerned about his reputation among all the nations. Therefore, he called his prophets not only to prophesy to Israel, but also to the surrounding nations. God judges the Jews first, but he also judges the Gentiles. And the apostle Peter wrote, for the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? So in this section of Ezekiel, the prophet pronounces judgment of seven nations outside of Israel. Babylon is not mentioned, but Isaiah and Jeremiah did a pretty good job prophesying against Babylon. Ezekiel begins with three nations that were related to Israel. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 25. The word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, set your face against the Ammonites, And prophesy against them, say to the Ammonites, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God, because you said, aha, against my sanctuary when it was profane and against the land of Israel when it was desolate and against the house of Judah when they went into captivity. Indeed, therefore, I will deliver you as a possession to the men of the east and they shall set their encampments among you and make their dwellings among you and they shall eat your fruit and they shall drink your milk. And I will make Rabbah a stable for camels and Ammon a resting place for flocks. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And so we see that these were relatives of Israel in that lot, Abraham's nephew, was the father of both Ammon and Moab. And so they should have been kind to their brothers, their relatives, but instead they opposed them. Now Ammon and Israel had been in conflict since the period of the judges. David conquered Ammon, but sometime after the death of Solomon, the Ammonites regained their independence and renewed their enmity with Judah. After King Jehoiakim's Revolt against Babylon, Ammon sided initially with Nebuchadnezzar in an attempt to gain additional territory for themselves. In 588 BC, she did unite with Judah and Tyre against Babylon. When Nebuchadnezzar decided to attack Judah instead of Ammon, Ammon was relieved that she had been spared, but instead of helping Judah, she rejoiced over Judah's misfortune hoping to profit from it, and seem to have been involved in the conspiracy against the governor Gedaliah after the destruction of Jerusalem. Now, God said, because you said, aha, against my sanctuary and against the Jews going into captivity. That would be the reason that God would bring men from the east to overrun Ammon, and they would be actually nomadic desert tribesmen. Rabba, which was the capital city of Ammon, would become a stable for camels. Now, the principle violated here was that Ammon rejoiced over the Jews' misfortune. Proverbs twenty-four seventeen says, Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Rather than rejoicing over the misfortunes of our enemies, Jesus taught us to love our enemies and do good to those who hate us. Now, that requires God for sure. But if you pay no attention to that commandment, then God may turn from judging your enemy and start judging you. Verse 6, For thus says the Lord God, because you clapped your hands, stamped your feet, and rejoiced in heart with all your disdain for the land of Israel... Indeed, therefore, I will stretch out my hand against you and give you as plunder to the nations. I will cut you off from the peoples and I will cause you to perish from the countries. I will destroy you and you shall know that I am the Lord Yahweh. Because you clapped your hands, stamped your feet and rejoiced in your heart because of your disdain for Israel. That would be the reason that God would give them as plunder to the nations and he would cause them to perish from the countries. There are no more Ammonites today. Their nation has perished from the earth. Then you shall know that I am Yahweh. So God was concerned that these nations would know who he was, that their gods had not defeated Israel, but God had given over his people to them because of their own disobedience. The principle violated here was anti-Semitism. You know, God told Abraham in Genesis twelve three, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And as you look at the nations that have had disdain for Israel, they have been wiped out ultimately. Thus says the Lord God, because Moab and Seir say, look, The house of Judah is like all the nations. Therefore, behold, I will clear the territory of Moab of cities of the cities on its frontier. The glory of the country, Beth Jeshimoth, baal and Kirjithaim. To the men of the east, I will give it as a possession together with the Ammonites, that the Ammonites may not be remembered among the nations. And I will execute judgments upon Moab, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So Moab and Ammon were brothers. They were both sons of Lot. And the hostility between Moab and Israel began when Balak, king of Moab, tried to oppose Israel as Moses was leading them to the promised land. You will recall that he hired Balaam to prophesy against them. But Balaam just kept blessing them. Now later, relations improved slightly When some Israelites went to Moab during a famine, the result was that Ruth, the Moabitess, entered into the royal line of David. However, the relationship between the two countries deteriorated again during Saul's reign, and David conquered Moab. She then rebelled against Israel years after Israel and Judah split. Later, Moab supported Babylon and attacked Judah along with Ammon. So God said, because you say Judah is like all the nations. Moab's sin here was her contempt for God's people by saying that they were no different from the other nations. Thus, she denied God's promises to Israel and profaned the name of God. So the Lord said, I will give you two men of the east. Now, Moab was located in the high mountains and she thought herself to be impregnable. But God would humble the Moabites by bringing invaders through their inaccessible northwest border, even though it was made up of sheer cliffs. This he did by the Assyrians. Today, Moab is no longer remembered among the nations. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Again, God proving himself to the Moabites. The principle violated here was that they denied God's sovereignty in election. Now, God had said in Exodus thirty-three nineteen, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. God chose the nation of Israel. He also chooses whomever he will. And it's not for us to say, you're just the same as anybody else when God has chosen someone. Verse 12, Thus says the Lord God, because of what Edom did against the house of Judah by taking vengeance and is greatly offended by avenging itself on them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will also stretch out my hand against Edom, cut off man and beast from it and make it desolate from Teman. Dedan shall fall by the sword. I will lay my vengeance on Edom by the hand of my people Israel that they may do in Edom according to my anger and according to my fury, and they shall know my vengeance, says the Lord God. Now, Edom means red, and it was another name for Esau. Of course, this was the brother of Jacob, of Israel. And so Edom really should have been kind toward his brother. But instead, Edom was involved in a long series of conflicts with Israel, beginning when she refused to let Israel cross her territory during the time of wilderness wanderings. Now, David finally captured Edom and made it a vassal state to Israel. But in the days of King Jehoram, Edom successfully rebelled against Judah and regained her freedom. Edom became a vassal state of Babylon after Nebuchadnezzar defeated Egypt in 605 B.C., But when King Zedekiah revolted against Babylon in 588 B.C., Edom aided Babylon in her assaults against Judah. So the Lord said, because you took vengeance on Judah, I will take vengeance on you by the hand of Israel. Now, the principle violated here is simply in taking revenge. Deuteronomy 32, 34 says, the Lord says, Am I not storing up these things, sealing them away in my treasury? I will take revenge. I will pay them back in due time. Their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive and their destiny will overtake them. Now, the subject of revenge is common in movies and there's something about us seeing the bad guy get it as the good guy takes revenge. You know, Uh, we tend to like That sort of topic. But God says, Listen, it's not your place to take revenge on others. I will take revenge. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And so here again, Edom was taking vengeance on his brother, which was really not his place to do at all. Therefore, God said, I'm going to take vengeance on you. A person is judged by how they judge others. Thus says the Lord God, because the Philistines dealt vengefully and took Vengeance with a spiteful heart to destroy because of the old hatred. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will stretch out my hand against the Philistines and I will cut off the Kirithites and destroy the remnants of the seacoast. I will execute great vengeance on them with furious rebukes, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon them. The Philistines had been Israel's enemy from the time of the conquest. Samson and Saul had limited victories over them, but it was David who finally subdued them. And Philistia remained a vassal country during the reign of Solomon into the divided monarchy. It was ultimately King Nebuchadnezzar's invasion of Palestine that established control over both Judah and the Philistines. But again, they took vengeance with a spiteful heart against Judah And therefore, God would execute vengeance and cut them off. There are no more Philistines today. And the Lord said, then you shall know that I am the Lord. The principle violated here was that they bore a grudge. And Leviticus 19.18 says, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself I am the Lord. What we see here is that God has established principles by which He will judge the earth. And even though a nation may not consider the Lord to be their God, they will still face Him as their judge.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at Calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord pronounces judgment on the city of Tyre. This is one of the most remarkable prophecies in the Bible for the accuracy in which it was fulfilled. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.